You guys, it's been so long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Life. So many things. Yeah. Life. Life. Um, cooties. Cooties. Uh, be stranded. Um, and all manner of things. Uh, I mean, the holidays were actually the first thing, and that was expected. We knew we were going to take a holiday break. Right. Um, but last week, and I feel like even maybe the week before. Well, the week after we had our very special guest, Hans Charles, we it took us about three tries to get the completed podcast. So uh-huh. we felt like we had just finished. Yeah, the week so the yeah so the week immediately following that it felt like we had just pu- and we really had just published that episode and it was already time to record again and both of us were already spent. Yeah, and that then was the podcast in history and it was the longest podcast in history. So we kind of felt like it should hold you over for a two week period. Exactly. Absolutely. Wink, wink, wink. And then I think was- we just forgot the next week no i think then it was christmas was it i think and um and then new year's and okay so um yeah there and there you are and then life and then cooties yep and there you have it yes so um we have a guest on with us who'll be sitting in for as long as i guess he can say hello (laughs) Okay, I'm here. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, special <laughs> guest. Yeah, and special being the word to be used. <laughs> uh, today seems like our last show. We had the male perspective on, and then I guess we have another one. My um, often referred. Um, you, um, husband of uh, my bestie and father of the God Girls, and my longtime friend and brother, Jason. Welcome, welcome, Jason. Oh, I'm I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in the living room sitting with them, and we were watching 90 Day Fiance, which is my new obsession. Oh God! Um, much to Jason's chagrin, and um, uh, I, I can I feel you, Jason. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Oh shoot, what time is it? We're supposed to, you know, tape the podcast tonight." And he's like, "It's nine forty. and I was like, "Oh no, I'm late." Yeah, and I had been done texted you to say <laughs> I was ready, Miss. <laughs> oh, I need to be up early. We need to be short tonight. We got to be quick. I got to. Uh, uh, uh. I was like, I, "Great, I'm ready." Before I said I'd be. 
crickets. All those things. And again, I was caught. It was the wedding episode. So it was all the wedding. So God. I Asuelu's and Kehlani's wedding. So I'll have to catch that later. Um, uh. My next visit. Be quiet. So yeah. So Jason said, hey, very um, impromptu. Sorry. Um, I want to be on the podcast. And I was like, come on. And um, you might hear some yelling because it's time for people to go to bed. Um, and that's the best thing she wanted to be on. And she said, of course, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and thank you, but no. Yeah. no. Very good. Okay, well, welcome to the show. Um, thank you, let's, thank you. let's go ahead and get started. Um, yes. have, you, have you listened in before, Jason? Yes, yes I have uh, listened to it at least three episodes. Okay, very good. I mean, we're only on number 47. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So um, uh, (laughs) you're familiar with the format. So we'll go ahead and get started with Newsworthy. Um, There's a ton of stuff going on in the news. Um, A lot has happened in the three weeks that we've been off air. Um, So I've just... Just by by way of just kind of um, the bigger thing that's going on that's kind of being watched in the news, and I'm gonna. This is from my daily, uh, my daily skim, which is uh, a quick um, newsletter that I get um, on a daily basis, which kind of gives little blurbs. And I just want to do a blurb on this because I feel like we can't ignore it because um, it's out there. Um, now I'm like, what is it? What's out there? Yeah, well, the heading is what to say when your coworkers being stubborn, and that is someone's got a budge. Yesterday, President Trump and Democrats met up to discuss a deal to reopen parts of the govern uh, of the government. Neither side budged on their demands over funding for the U.S.-Mexico border wall. Trump walked out of the meeting. He called it a total waste of time. Speaking of time, today's day 20 of the partial shutdown. Meanwhile, it turns out the border isn't the only thing Trump's getting tough on. Yesterday, the president threatened to stop sending federal aid to California unless state officials, quote, get their act together. Last year, California wildfires killed at least 89 people and left thousands homeless. Trump has blamed state officials for mismanaging the forests, though California's forests are generally managed by federal agencies. Since then, more than 6,600 people have applied for aid to get temporary housing. More than $48 million in aid has been approved. Now Trump says that he told FEMA to cut off the money. Um, So that's just the quick blurb, because there's a million articles about all different aspects of everything that was mentioned in here from the border wall to the, to the effects of the government shutdown to the, to the countdown to what is potentially the longest government shutdown. If, if the shutdown continues through Saturday, so just two more days from today, it will officially be the longest um, shutdown in history uh, based on one of the articles I read. And um and then, se- and then several articles about this whole federal aid FEMA um, uh, being cut off um, to California. So there's a whole lot going on there, <laughs> as always, mm-hmm. with, yeah. with this president. Um, 
the biggest and most, um, the, or not the biggest, but one of the most interesting things that I saw about this, and I don't know if either one of you saw, there's this picture going around about, um, the, I guess there's, the, there's, there's been talk about the what kind of wall, uh, a concrete wall versus a steel slat wall. And Trump has been making his preference known that it's he prefers the steel slats. And there's a photo going around that how the steel slats are really easy to cut into. Like apparently you just need like a Box household. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, close. Apparently you just need like um, a household saw, like a right, you know, like a saw that you can buy at like Home Depot is what I've seen said. Um, and there's like there's literally like a photo of them, like like a, a little like square, like you know, like almost in the cartoon, how like <laughs> cartoon characters cut the bars out of the like jail cell, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, so how that's the that his uh, you know just the idea being that his choice for materials is um actually not as good as the the concrete or, or option or whatever so that's pretty ridiculous um yeah the whole thing is like you know them not budging it's just i mean I don't know, from a Democrat standpoint, I wouldn't budge either because why are we spending all this money on something that's just not going to work? And if we go by his plan, it's really not going to work. It's a lot of money. Um, it's it's a lot of money. And I don't... I I just... I, I don't... You know, there's, there's so many things that I think are problematic about it. Um... And it's and I'm not one, you know, I'm not a proponent of open borders. I don't think that, you know, everyone is just, you know, should just be, you know, let in, you know, with open arms that, you know, regardless of anything. Um, I think that we need to be doing a better job with our, you know, enforcing our immigration laws. Um, I just don't know that a physical barrier is actually the solution. Um, and. I, you know, I, I don't know why. Well, sorry to interrupt, but uh, I no, no, go ahead. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. Why? Why do they worry about a wall when they're already building tunnels? I mean, right. It's, yeah, it's, and there was a whole thing about. Um, I guess at one of because you know he went and I guess he apparently he visited the uh, I think it's McAllen, Texas, um, which is one of the border cities. Um, and at one and I, I don't know if there was an if it was there or at one of the other stops on this border visit that he's doing these last couple of days. Um, one of the people like showed him like the like the tunnels that are already existing, like, you know, just the, the kind of the tunnel system that's kind of already in place. Um, and um, so, yeah, so that's the other issue is that like a, I don't know that a physical barrier would necessarily work because there is always a way around it. And I know that part of the idea is making it harder to cross the border. So, you know, in that sense, I guess I get it. But at the same time, like, okay, you make it harder, but if there's still a way to get around, if I can get under it or over it, and in the case of these steel slats, if I could just cut through it. Um, it's the honest people that the borders, I mean, the, the structure they're going to build they keep the honest people honest and the people
people that want to get in regardless of what's going on, they're going to get in regardless. It was concrete. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Any, yeah, any, clearly. That's the thing. Yeah. People who are, you know, either coming here for ill intent or people who are fleeing, you know, for better conditions, like, I feel that their desire to get over here is so strong, they will do whatever they have to do to get over here. That's why you have people fleeing from Cuba, you know, in the past on rafts or doors, you know, like people will do whatever Mm -hmm. they have to do. Right. This wall is going to cost us a lot of money and be ineffective. As someone who used to work for the government, we do a whole lot of that. So. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And And that's, I think that's the, the greater concern is that just, you know, so much money and it's not like we just have, you know, we, we don't have this endless funds for this, for these sorts of things. And I, this is, this is me applying my overall conservative principle to this particular thing. Like we don't have extra money. Like we're already like, you know, desperately in debt. Um, You know, so the last thing we need to do is take on more, you know, um, just more expenses, especially for something that may or may not give yield the result that we're looking for not gonna work right <laughs> it's not gonna work not gonna work yeah. yeah so so that's that's where we are it's day 20 of the government the partial what's what's now a partial government shutdown um and and that's a whole other topic because you know there's like i said there's a ton of articles about the impact that's having on federal workers etc but uh we're not going to get all into that yeah, it's just a whole lot. People it's a whole lot. Bills to pay. People need to fly and be safe. Let's you know, like people in Congress and the president do your job. That's that's it. That's all I have to say. Do your job. Yeah, and You're somebody. Still paid. Yeah, they are still you know, getting I just paid. Came to Houston the other day, and I'm sitting there in the in the uh, airport, and I'm like looking at the TSA uh, workers, and I'm like, man. What's going to happen on Friday when their paycheck does not show up? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Who's not, who's not coming? A lot of them are already calling out sick and stuff, but this is a big problem. So, yeah, who's not coming? I know I'm not coming. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, okay, uh, let me check my bank account on my phone before I get out to bed. <laughs> right. Because if the money's not there. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. People have have bills coming out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Mortgage the companies they're saying that they're gonna give a note, provide people with notes to give their um mm-hmm. that they owe money to, and they're like, my mortgage company is not gonna accept a <laughs> right. I- it's like a note from my mom, like, <laughs> like uh, yeah, he got a job, but uh, he's not gonna get Oh, that is just terrible. No, it just doesn't. It's yeah, the world, the world doesn't stop and mortgage and rent and all of that still need to. They're, they're, they're not shut down. They're waiting for their money. Uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, okay. Um, so on to a second story that's been in the news, and this is actually um, um, good news. Uh, this is out of uh, the January 8th um, 
uh, from the telegraph.com. Uh, the headline is Centoya Brown to be freed after being jailed for murder as a teen. So um, if you're not familiar with this story already, uh, Centoya Brown, a Tennessee woman serving a life sentence in prison for murder and robbery, was granted clemency on Monday after high-profile campaigners brought her case to the public's attention, sparking debate about life terms for children. The case garnered widespread attention in the U.S. despite being over a decade old, and the hashtag Free Centoya Brown trended on Twitter after celebrities, including reality TV star Kim Kardashian West, singer Rihanna, and comedian Amy Schumer, advocated for her release. Brown, who's now 30, was charged in 2006 when she pleaded guilty to murdering Johnny Allen, who was a Nashville real estate agent in 2004 when she was aged just 16. On the night she killed him, Alan picked up Brown outside a fast food outlet where he offered her $150 for sexual activity. Once at his home, Brown eventually got into Alan's bed. Brown told authorities she thought he was reaching for a gun, so she shot him with a handgun from her handbag and fled with his guns and money. The prosecution argued that the murder was motivated by greed and not self-defense, while the defense countered that she was a victim of sex trafficking who feared for her life and was afraid of coming back empty-handed to her pimp, who was nicknamed Cutthroat, with whom she was living at the time after running away from her adoptive family in 2004. Even though she was a juvenile at the time of the trial, a juvenile court found her competent to be tried and as an adult, and she was given a 51-year-to-life sentence and placed in the Tennessee prison for women. In an official statement on Monday, Bill Haslam, the Tennessee governor, said that, quote, the decision comes after careful consideration of what is a tragic and complex case. Centoya Brown committed by her own admission a horrific crime at the age of 16, yet imposing a life sentence on a juvenile that will require her to serve at least 51 years before even being eligible for parole consideration is too harsh, especially in light of the extraordinary steps Ms. Brown has taken to rebuild her life. That's the end of that quote. And then it says, juveniles are safeguarded from life without parole sentences in the U.S. by the ruling of the U.S. Supreme Court. But the state of Tennessee argued that as Brown had the possibility for parole, the sentencing did not violate that federal law. One of Brown's attorneys, uh, Houston Gordon, said, quote, we need to see this as a national awakening to change the draconian laws that allow juveniles children to be placed in adult prisons when they're when they're really just children they're not little adults criminal justice advocates called it a great day for social justice and our city and ramesh akbari who's the democratic member of the tennessee house of representatives who praised mr haslam's announcement by saying that it shows that dennis tennessee can quote show love compassion and mercy um for traumatized people and have also expressed support for Brown's release, despite the opposition by some law enforcement officials. In response to her planned release, Brown said that she was grateful for the decision and that she would do her best to turn her life around. She says, quote, I am thankful for all the support, prayers, and encouragement I have received. We truly serve a God of second chances and new beginnings. The Lord held my hand this whole time and I would have never made it without him. Let today be a testament to his saving grace. And 
In prison, Brown completed high school level tests and took college classes. In 2015, she received an associate degree from Lipscomb University. She is currently working on completing her bachelor's degree, degree from the same university. Brown will be released on August 7th this year under 10 year long parole supervision with the condition of not violating any state or federal laws, holding a job and attending regular counseling sessions. She has so far served 15 years in prisons. Um, Ed Yarbrough, another attorney for Brown, thanked the state governor and said it will not be popular with everyone in Tennessee, but he did the right thing and we praise him for that. So that's the story out of Tennessee. Good news, right? Yeah, I like Tennessee. He lived every ten years. It was that was uh, <laughs> it was surprising. Believe me, I was surprised too. Because I mean, when it um, you know when her story was um, you know just kind of came to light, like it said, like it's been made popular by you know the kind of these celebrities who. Mm-hmm. Um, took took up her cause or whatever i you know just reading it i thought oh you know this is terrible but nothing's you know like i didn't think anything was going to happen like i didn't, right. i was really surprised i don't know about you guys people i i was but people were really really leaning on the governor to the point where i don't think he had any choice like someone called him i'm trying to think of who the person was that called him but yeah, I like some very heavy, like influential people, like not just like celebrities started like mm-hmm. really on him, and so I think he really kind of got backed into a corner where he didn't really have any other choice. Mm. The, otherwise, a Tennessee governor of Tennessee would let <laughs> would do this. Uh huh. Because he had already sent out the list of people that he was going to. Um, you know, grant clemency to, and she wasn't on it. So I think that oh. was the thing that kind of sparked people were like, why isn't it? Why isn't it? Because he said earlier that he was going to think about it. And uh-huh. then, you know, some, you know, put the li- the list was released. Her name was not on it. So I think oh, that interesting. Like, yeah. Okay, that's a that's a uh, an angle of it that I wasn't aware of. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's it's crazy if you think about um. You know, it says that, you know, she was 16 when this happened, but at this, but it, she had run away from home, left whatever the situation was in the family that she was with. And I wasn't sure. Some stories said adoptive, others said foster family, so I'm not sure. Um, but she had left there in 2004, which meant she was, she started off as a runaway at 14. Wow. And obviously got, you know, caught up into the whole sex trafficking um, as as very much a minor, like you know, um, so it's just. I mean, I just feel like it's just the right thing to do. Like, um, and clearly, you know, somewhere at least based on her statement, um, if um, I'm to you know believe the context of her statement, obviously she's found Jesus in the process, mm-hmm. um, and um, and is attri- attributing this, you know, the second chance um, to to her faith, which I think is such, you know, I don't know. I just feel like if if, you know, it goes into such a bigger conversation about what is prison for, you know, what are we is the eff- emphasis on punishment or is it on um, um, you know, restoring people back and, and you know, 
make, being giving people oppor- an opportunity to somehow get back on track. Um, and obviously, I, I'm not a Pollyanna. I don't think that that's always possible. Um, but in a case like this, with someone this young, and given the circumstances of her, you know, that the context of her crime, um, it just seems like the right thing. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because she's like at this point now has been pretty much like half her life. Yeah, yeah. Because when it's sixteen, she's thirty, and they're gonna thirty going on thirty-one. Yeah, they're gonna put her in this, um, you know, because she's not getting out like right now. It's gonna be like several months before she's out. August, Uh, August seventh. Yeah, so through a transition and reentry programming. Mm. Right, which is which is good. Yeah, she has to do like a volunteer work with a nonprofit so that she can, you know, kind of learn how to, you know, socialize with people in the yeah. workplace and, you know, financial literacy and, you know, like all of those kinds of things to kind of help, you know, s- smooth the transition for her. So this is like awesome. And I just hope that, you know, she, the next part of her life isn't like her beginning, which was by all intents person, you know, that she's a mm. kid and, you know, in prison and, pro- you know, all of these things. So, like, I just hope that it's, you know, a lot smoother. A lot smoother. And, yeah. yeah. And like you said, a, a new, a new opportunity. So, so, yeah. So that's all my newsworthy, you guys. I thought we'd end on an up note and a hopeful note. Um, so there you go. Um, Congratulations, Toya Brown. Yes. All right. So now the mess. Um, now the mess. What do you have for us? So the viral box is something that I actually shared on our Facebook page. And mm. I'm very excited about it. And while we were going to get something to eat, me and the bestie talked about how excited we are. Okay. I she was coming sooner. So it's been <laughs> spreading around all the social media. Little. Yes. Like, the first trailer was released. Jason, have you seen this? I'm sure this is not something you clicked on. No, I did not click on the book. <laughs> Talking about the book? No. What book is called Little? Oh, the one with the little mouse and all that. No, oh, you talking about Stuart Little? Stuart Little? Okay. Yeah, there. See. Yes, I, I, I see so you. Excited about? I see you, Jason. The movie Stuart Little. You know, they're making everything into a movie, so I figured that was gonna... I think there actually is already a Stuart Little movie, isn't there? I don't know. If not a, I think so, like years ago. I mean, yeah, a really long time ago, but I think there might already be a Stuart Little movie. But yes, not that little. No, so, yes, anyway, we're very excited about it. Not Jason, though. Um, so with the release of Little, um, Marseille Martin, who plays Diane... On Blackish is my little spirit animal. She is your spirit animal. <laughs> it's said to be the youngest executive producer of a major Hollywood movie in history. At the Which is crazy. Life. 14 years old, right? That is so insane. <laughs> it's really making me feel like a loser. Oh my god. Um, I'm a total loser. <laughs> Cause she's out here executive producing mm-hmm. what is going to be a hit movie. Um, at the age of 14. So the movie is also featuring Issa Rae, mm-hmm. Insecure, Aqua Black Girl, and Regina Hall, who was recently in Girls Trip, so all good things. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be released in the spring, and it was inspired by Tom Hanks' classic, Big. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Okay. Yeah, so I, I thought of Freaky Friday first before I thought of um, Dick. I didn't. I didn't I, think of anything. I was. I. I. I didn't zero in on anything. <laughs> what were you saying, Jason? I thought of Parent Trap or that would be big. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So I get. Okay. That, that makes total sense, though. It's like the opposite of big. Got it. Rolling. So yeah. So this is gonna be amazing so i can't wait for that to come out she is just like i cracked up at the trailer like the whole trailer and i was like okay if the movie is even half as funny as the trailer i'm we're good yeah it looks it looks like it's gonna be really cute and fun yeah Yeah. the beating in the parking lot was fun okay so you did see it i did oh lies lies He just didn't know what the name was. Describe it. I was like, yes, I did see that trailer. Oh, that is really funny. Yes, the beaten. He's like, we got a yes, black mama something. Black mama. Yeah, and he was like, ooh, remind me of my mama. (laughs) So, yeah, so that is going to be great fun. So, yeah, so congratulations to Marseille Martin and Mm -hmm. all the other Ladies, Will Packer, I believe, is the director involved with this, and Kenya Barris is somehow involved in this as well. So, of course, of course, blackish. So it's gonna, it's all good. Now, who is the production? What production company is it under? Is it her own production company, or is she executive producing under someone else's label? That I don't know. See, I don't have that answer. Okay, just wondering. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know, but you know, we'll come back. Yes, is the hard, huh? don't you? Yes, the hard questions, don't you? Uh, yeah, that's me, the hard hitting questions. That's yeah, my job. <laughs> Usually, I will yep. make note of that, but I'm busy yeah. today, so I didn't have a lot of time. You can see my notes. My notes are all on one page, girl. Usually, I have like three pages of notes, they're all on one page. So, yeah, did not have the time today, but yeah, because what time was it that we were talking about some award show and I was talking about a winner and I was like, he was the second youngest person to win this award. And I knew mm-hmm. he was going to ask who the first one was, so I actually put it in there. I was like, the first <laughs> is this person, because I knew you were going to ask who was the first person. Right, because you can't say the second without me wondering, well then, who? Poking holes all in your brain. Yes! <laughs> person in class where you're just trying to fumble your way through an assignment and they're like well what about this don't, don't ask no questions nope do you have any questions no one has questions no one has questions i have questions <laughs> <laughs> see and then the teacher gets up and says very good andre right because that's what she lives for she lives for the um the extra points. The, yeah, extra, the extra points. extra points. Oh, extra points. We, this is so crazy. We'll be in any like thing together, and someone will ask a question, and she'll answer it. She'll give herself an imaginary gold star. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulate myself. Oh, crazy. Shoot. Uh huh. Whatever. 
Okay, so we're gonna go to um, good, bad, and the ugly. Oh, so, just so the bad. Well, bad for one person. Well, you know what? This bad is not that bad because they're still in the end. Everybody's gonna be rich. So, okay. Bezos of Amazon is divorcing mm-hmm. his wife. He announced this week. Um, oh. getting a divorce. Apparently, the key is. He is having an affair with Lauren Sanchez. Who's Lauren Sanchez? She's a Fox person. I think she in LA. She was rather. She was on the news in LA on Fox. Okay. Latina lady of Lauren Sanchez. A Latina lady anyway. Um, who is married <gasps> to a Hollywood talent agent, Patrick Whitesell, and the couples are friendly socially. So they've gone Aww. out. Are you laughing, Jason? That's funny. So, yeah. So, ew. Um, so yeah, ew. Wife has been married for 25 years. And they have four children um, together. She was a novelist, but um, they worked together early on at a firm. I can't remember what kind of firm it was, but they worked together. Um, and she was with him before he founded Amazon, and she kind of mm-hmm. came with the idea. She encouraged him to do it, um, and she was one of the first employees. She was the first like accountant of Amazon, and did of course she was back there you keeping know, the books too. Like she just mm-hmm. kind of did whatever she had to do to help make it work, dropping stuff off, and you know whatever, uh, helping him come up with the name, all kind of stuff. She was a ride or die, huh? yeah, because and that's what because they. I was reading this article about why she deserves half or whatever. And it was like, basically who's it? Warren Buffett and somebody else, some other like very rich person was like, um, the biggest part of like being successful is who you marry. Mm. Like Amen. that makes like a major difference. Like, yeah, of course. Like, Warren Buffett was like, I would not be Warren Buffett if it wasn't for my wife. So I know that's right. Yeah. So of course, they don't have a prenup because they were married way before he made Right, and how long have they been married? 25 years. Oh, shoot. Yeah, she walking away with... <laughs> I mean, I don't see a, a court anywhere that is not going to contribute, or not, you know, not going to divide that down the middle. Oh, because they live in a community property state, too. Oh, really? So, yeah. But it's split anyway. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So I mean, she's yeah. gonna be fine. He's a, he's he's a buzzard though. That's wrong. Just that's right. just that's just gross. Like I mean, having an affair. Period. I don't care. You're that's just you're the worst. And then to um to have it, yeah. you know, to have it be like a mutual like in our inner circle people that we. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, you over there doing uh doing dinner. Hey, y'all come over for dinner. Right. Come in there in the kitchen, help me with these dishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wrong. And so the thing is, Lauren Sanchez, she has slowly inched her way up the rich man ladder because her first husband was an NFL player. The second husband is this very well-to-do Hollywood agent. Where I mean, like he has like I think like George Clooney. Um, like Brad Pitt, like you know, right, like real, real people, real like A list, major A list white guys, like those. 
white guys are on his roster. So, yeah, he's good. And so, um, yeah, and so now she's got up to Jeff Bezos. So, like, I'm like, okay, girl. Like, so she, she's a hussy. He's the worst. <laughs> it's, it's a disaster. I mean, just everyone's cheating on everybody. Like, I cannot. Mm-hmm. I can't with people. That's yes. awful. So, again, like, she's, he's worth an estimated $137 billion. Dear Lord. What, did you say B? B, B yes. yeah. Okay. B. Billion, billion dollars, Amazon, one hundred thirty-seven billion dollars, and they are saying, you know, there are several ways that this could work out. You know, he's kind of like said, like she deserves half, like absolutely, like of course. Um, but there's do they have like, children? They, they have four kids. Oh wow! They're all grown. Twenty-five years. Yeah, they grown. They grown. Yeah, I don't know if they have any that are like younger, but yeah, they should be older now um and he um wow. but they're saying she might not necessarily take half because that might result in him having to um sell some of his you know, his majority share of amazon and it's, if she's thinking more about her children's like oh, right and legacy she doesn't want she wouldn't do that so it sure. depends on how angry she is basically and how rational she's going to be about right this, more this, how this, rational yeah, yeah. How, how much can she put that aside how much can she make, put that aside yeah, yeah to preserve like her, mm, her mm-hmm. you know what i mean sure sure so, wow so that is that so that is the bad yikes Ugh, and then God. we get to the ugly which would be that wasn't the ugly no girl oh lord because okay. the ugly is one Robert Kelly. Oh yeah, you ain't never lied. So, did either of you guys watch the documentary? Yeah, you watch. I it? have. I don't. I, where I'll is look. it? Lifetime, right? Oh no! Oh, it's on Lifetime. See, I figured it was on some cable channel, and I don't have cable. Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu or not, but no, Jason, it's on Lifetime. Episodes. You guys watched it on demand, I'm sure. Yes, we did. <laughs> Like, why do I have to tell you what you did? Because I know what your wife did. So. Yeah, you got to remind me. You know, TV is not my focus during the day. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, yeah. So I've only, I've only read bits and pieces about it. Um, I have not watched it. Not and and for me, I just really felt like it's. To me, it just sounded like solidifying what I already knew based on what we've already known about R. Kelly. But you guys can tell me, fill me in more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I also did not watch it because, like you said, well, one, I don't have cable. Two, <laughs> we've known all, we've all known what he is. So, I mean, like, any different? I knew details because I read the expose that the um, Jim um, Dagger. Is it Rogatis or whatever? I can't not pronounce his name. It's the Chicago Sun Times um, writer. Mm-hmm. He wrote this article in 2000, like this really in depth article. Okay. Um, and he's the one who broke the cult story like last year, or was that 2017 or 2018? He broke that story too. So he's been writing about R. Kelly for like for, years. Yeah. Okay. So, he's... like, the details are out there too, have been out there. Mm hmm pay attention to them and so 
I feel like a lot of people have just kind of like just did not know or you know didn't read and it's like kind of like everything right here and like the women's reaction so Jason what did, what did you think you know especially you know wife father of two girls what was your in the end of the day he's a monster yeah he, he, he's got big problems and uh yeah. I probably would not have uh I'd probably be behind bars somewhere mm. if it had to come down to my daughters right but you know I don't know how to those dads uh, ever just kept their sanity. Because mm-hmm. I, I would, I would have been in jail. There's no way a man can not let me see my kids. And then how do they let them go on tour with nobody from the family with them? And you already got a, you already know what the guy did. Yeah, he was acquitted with all that stuff. But when they smoked, this fire. So why are you even? Thinking that something else different is gonna happen, mm-hmm. so I, I I just don't see how they uh, even let all that go on. Yeah, and that's know. that's a lot of things that I've heard people say, like you know, mm-hmm. kind of like where were the parents? And people are like, you can't like blame the parents because he's a monster. Because like, yeah, clearly he's a monster, and you shouldn't yeah. be preying on girls. Like if you know, girls could walk around, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, if you weren't a monster. But you know, parental. Um, discipline it's you know like it's something but I think what you said Jason was very important is like it's you know your style of parenting and what I've discovered in like because it's been all over my social media like mm, all yeah that's all that. anybody's talking about and I noticed the people who were like oh I'm playing R. Kelly I'm doing this or you know defending him or those those fast tail girls or the parents are this Mm-mm. I looked at them and I was like you had a very different upbringing than I had in terms of what was okay. Like one of my um, family members was saying some stuff and I was like, I know that you had a very dysfunctional childhood and I know <laughs> like what, you know, like, so I'm just like, so if you think about these parents, every parent isn't a parent like you are and yep. they mm-hmm. weren't parented either. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like you can't have these expectations of people who don't know what that expectation is on how mm-hmm. to protect children. There are a lot of people out there who are just willing to, you know, I had a, a friend who say like, you know, she wanted to be an actress. She'd do whatever she had to do. She'd sleep with anybody. She didn't care. So and I'm just like, okay. So there are a lot of people who will be willing to do anything for financial gain mm-hmm. or access for anything. Mm-hmm. Just because they're a parent, that doesn't make them a good person. Um, there are plenty of parents who pimp their children out. There are plenty of parents who abuse their children. Sure. So I don't think that that's like a, you know, like everybody's not your, is not the standard up to the standard of parenting. So even if they aren't, these girls still did not. They didn't deserve all they that. They didn't deserve all that. No. No. It's, and the thing is, I mean, I feel like it's not an excuse, right? Like you can say both, like clearly a lot of things had to go wrong in order for everything to continue the way that it did for as long as it did. Lots of people had to look the other way. Lots of people had to, you know, act like they didn't know or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So clearly there was a system that allowed for this to be not just one case, but several, you know, 
girls. So this is like the case, right? They talked about all the people involved to help him, like mm-hmm. get girls, right, Jason? And yeah, they went they went through a whole uh, scenario from when they first won on uh, that game show mm-hmm. to the time they uh, to right now. Mm-hmm. They went through all the women that went through there and how they got in, some of them how they got out. And everybody had a consistent story mm-hmm. about how for keeping the girls and how they were they had they were separated in the rooms and they couldn't even go to the bathroom until they got permission to and couldn't eat. Some of them didn't eat for three or four days. It's insane. You know, you know so I mean it was it was Stockholm syndrome, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, they were dependent on their chapters. And felt they couldn't live without them. Hmm. Oh, God, that's so sad. It's awful. It's just awful. I cannot. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so I get, you know, I get this from the perspective of people saying, like, you know, clearly he didn't do this all by himself, but it's still ultimately the system, he built the system around himself in order to be able to do and fulfill whatever you know crazy profane you know um fetishes that he had you know so it starts with him and generates outward and the system is built out from him and it's all awful it's all evil it's all bad (laughs) like it's not you know none of it excuses any you know what what he did and then and what you know and he's you know, and everyone else is also to blame in their own way, whatever role they played. Like, it's all just debased and horrible. And that's where he gets the name, the Pied Piper. Yeah, like, that's what <laughs> I could never get over that. I was like, how could you literally call yourself the Pied Piper and you're accused of taking, you know, luring children? And, you know, we all knew about the Aaliyah thing. And I was like, at the time, though, we were like 17, 18. We but you know the story about huh? the real Piper, right? Yes. So that's why it's, it's just crazy to why, mm-hmm. you know, apparently this guy used the pipe to lead the kids away from the uh, from the village, never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, you are Pied Piper. Yeah, yeah, you are like like flaunting in our face. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a special kind of evil because you, you know that what you're doing is wrong because you're doing it in the dark. You're, you know, you've set up all this stuff to, to hide it and to, you know, have it be not, you know, come to the surface or whatever. Um, and, um, and, uh, but you're so pleased with yourself and the system that you've created and the fact that you're getting away with it that you can't help but boast about it. You know, I mean, it's like, it's a very like special like brand of, of sin. It's, it's, it's awful. Yeah. yeah you're, uh, gross. And no, it's just, it's, there's, I mean, what, what more can we say? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's evil. Yeah. And I'm just really like the celebrities, when I talk about the celebrities who would not go on record on the, um, on the documentary, um, as well as all the ones who have all this outrage now. And I'm like, you guys knew what was going on. Don't stop with the fake outrage now. 
Um, so that has been annoying to me. Um, Everybody knew, like we knew. Right. So, like, why are you, oh, I didn't work with him. And, like, the one person I do appreciate, I think he is really a jerk in real life, but he's so, like, brutally honest that I kind of respect it. Dame Dash. Um, it's crazy. But he da- talks- who, who is Who is Dame Dash? He's co-founder of um, Rockefeller. Rockefeller. With Jay-Z. Oh, okay. You know, Ash, you know, he was in the Big Pimpin' video pouring the... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't remember. I love... You know, Jason's... Um, I love that. Reminders of what some, you know, kind of cues are not quite the same as mine. You know, Big Pimpin' video, <laughs> when he's pouring the champagne down the girl. Yeah, that's him. No, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> he was married to Rachel Roy. I don't know where he's pouring it. He was married to Rachel Roy, you know, the d- designer. And is it Dash as in Stacy? Yeah, they're cousins. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. so that's the reference you're pulling. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I was like, okay, Dash, like there could only be so many people with that name in the industry. Okay. No. Yeah. That's, I'm, so they're I'm, cousins. I'm, and yeah. he okay. um, talked about and he dated Aaliyah, like when she died, he she was they were dating. And oh, okay. So he talked about, he was on a show with someone. They were talking about the documentaries. Like, you know, no, I didn't watch it. And they talked about, like, kind of the fall of Rockefeller. And he's like, it had to do with Jay Z doing the best of both worlds with R. Kelly. And he's like, if you look at the album, my name is nowhere on it. He mm. was like, because I went to him and I was like, how can you do this? You know how, you know, she was my my girl and he, like, abused her and, like, you Mm -hmm. know, took advantage of her. And he's, like, to the point where she couldn't even talk about it, you Mm. know, what happened. And you're her friend. You're supposed to be her friend. Mm. You know, you were supposed to be her friend. Like, how could you do this? And, you know, he, like, went on to do it. He's, like, so that kind of led, he said, to, like, the breakdown of, like, them, Interesting. Kind of like the business, and so you know. So I thought that was like interesting. Here's what Mm -hmm. I was talking about, like with um, Lee Daniels, when Lee Daniels owed him money and he didn't pay him back. Uh huh. Okay. Can I tell you that story? I think so. (laughs) So yeah, so he is like very much about his money and telling the truth, no matter how. Um. No one agrees with him, which most people are like, "Oh my God, you're just loud." But you know, he he speaks the truth. So, well, at least there's that. Interesting. At least there's that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So that so the good, the bad, and the ugly. Keeping it short today because I gotta go bed. <laughs> oh, which was the good? She put the good. The good. The I just the viral box was the good. That was it. Oh, the round box was good. Got it. Yes, with Marseille. Okay, very yeah. good. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah. I was yeah. like, I missed the good. Hold on. All right. No, right. those two things. Yeah, I just did those three. Boom, boom, boom. Good, bad, ugly. So. Got it. Yep. Okay. Well, Keeping it short. Right. So. Keeping it short and simple. Yeah. So. All right. The next portion, Jason, is we talk about our um. See, I we had taken so long. I forgot what we call it. Let's get personal. Let's get personal. See? Wow. So what's going on in your life, Jason? Tell us about some exciting things. 
exciting things? Yes, that are mm-hmm. going on with you. Oh, well, you know, we got off vacation. That was good. Tell us good about vacation. that. They don't know you. They're yeah, asking. where did you go? Listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, we went to uh, Trinidad. And Ooh, fancy. Visited some friends there and hung out, ate a lot. Nice sunshine, nice beaches, crazy driving, driving on the wrong side of the road. So, you know, uh, it, it, was, uh, it, it was it was nice. It was a nice. Crazy trip, though. You know, just getting there was an adventure. How, where do you fly out of and where do you, how, how many flights does it take? Oh, well, we flew out at, well, we were going to fly out of Atlanta. <laughs> mm-hmm. And got canceled. Oh. So they gave us a choice. Either you can wait till Monday to leave. And this was Friday, right? Friday. Mm-hmm. Or you can drive two hours to Birmingham, Alabama and catch a flight. Oh, okay. So you guys drove to Alabama. Yeah, we drove to Alabama. Okay. Got on a plane there and caught a connector in Miami. Okay. Which was fine, and then we got there. It was nice. And uh, once we got there, we had a good time, hung out. I I, I suggest anybody go to Trinidad. It's awesome. Did you stay, like, at an all-inclusive place, or where did you stay? We stayed at the uh, Hilton Trinidad it was nice. It was on the on the side of a mountain, so you had a hmm. you were, had a mountain view on one side, and then the ocean view on the other. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was like all wood uh, uh, finishes all the way throughout the uh, hotel. Mm-hmm. It was real nice. It was real nice. I was surprised. Uh, and they I, their room, they just had to call people and make people jealous by sending pictures and video of their amazing view in this huge like outdoor like patio and I was like okay nice yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it was a uh, it was real nice yeah so my, my baby got to go out of the country so yay yeah they enjoyed it I they bet it. I bet that sounds like a lot of fun cool yeah Trinidad is a lot more city like a little more hustle and bustle but then we went to Tobago on Christmas day Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, people were not very happy to see us because, you know, they wanted to be home on Christmas Day. <laughs> Why are you traveling today? <laughs> Why are you not at home? Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, so we uh, we went to Tobago on uh, Christmas Day. And, you know, luckily my uh, my friend, uh, he and my fraternity brother, he, he fed us that day. Because was nothing was open. I and bet, right? Absolutely nothing open for two days. Yikes! Because they had what is it? Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Oh, because they're a British colony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they had Boxing Day the next day. <laughs> yeah. So I said, next time we come, we're not traveling on those two days. <laughs> Stay put. They put. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, where you like travel on days. Like when we went to Spain, we didn't realize like we were going during Columbus Day. Like we knew because I had like a day, an extra day off. So like, let's do this. But like, mm. that's a big freaking deal in Spain. And yeah. a lot of stuff was closed. 
And but we also got into everything free, like the national yes. parks were, were all free, free admission did. because it was uh, for the national holiday. They gave free admission to all the national things that you know usually cost money. Oh, so there was like a little give and take. Mm-hmm. But we were like, oh right, <laughs> you guys really like Columbus over here. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I didn't yeah. think about it. <laughs> He's kind of your dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Over here, we don't think much about it. We're like, oh, it's a free day. Right. Nothing. We ain't sweating him. Yeah, so. So, Trinidad was nice. Awesome. So, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, uh, Chris hooked us up with a travel agent, Miss uh, Span. She did a good job. Oh, our soror. Yes. Very good. Cool. And now you're back to reality? Back to reality and uh and uh work, Ooh. you know work. They easing us into it. The student don't come back till next week, so that's good. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering how you can, yeah, how your schedule is so flexible today. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. funny. Students nowadays, so you know. That makes sense now. Okay, got we it. Try to, we try to make it. Make it uh, not that hard this, this time of year. Okay. Perfect. Very good. So that's, that's worth exciting. Okay. How Thank you. you. <laughs> oh, gosh. What about me? Um, still real estate? Uh, mm-hmm. Trying not to go crazy. Um, people are leading me there because apparently real estate agents are also psychiatrists and mm-hmm. um, mediators and <laughs> you know project managers and crisis um, counselors so all those things so I'm just trying to <laughs> maintain and but the wonderful thing that I started thanks to my productivity coach is I started hmm. reading well, and to you too, because I've been reading two books. Oh, tell do tell us one all about them. Is my um, the one that my coach gave me, which is called um, Millionaire Morning. Morning. Miracle Millionaire Morning. Yeah. So the whole thing is millionaires get up early in the morning. Ah. Uh huh. Um, and that's like one thing that most like wealthy people have in common is they get up really early. Um, and it kind of talks about the advantages of waking up early and starting your day as opposed to, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, like getting up at 10 o'clock and basically playing catch up the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that you can do to um, kind of set, set, set your day up for success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the author is like, I am not a morning person, never was a morning person, but I've trained myself to be a morning person. And now I, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get up in the morning. And I'm so excited. And he's like, and then you have more time at the end of the day or even at the beginning of your day to spend time with your family that you mm-hmm. know, you're like working, working, working. And they, like you miss that time. Mm-hmm. So basically he has like these, you know, few steps, I think it's five or six steps to kind of how to jumpstart your day to kind of get yourself in the routine and some of the things were things that I did already and some I'm like, okay, yeah. And so the first one is like wake up or like go to bed 
by setting your intentions before you go to bed like hmm. mm-hmm. like so he's like most people like go to bed at like what I'm gonna do today go to bed at like 12 o'clock and then they're gonna be like god I'm only gonna have four hours of sleep so when you wake up the first thing you think is like oh my god I only have four hours of sleep so mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you gotta yeah. like think positively before you go to bed about what you need to accomplish tomorrow and what you want to achieve tomorrow and kind of go to sleep on that note so that's mm. the thing Two, he was like, set your alarm. When I used to do this all the time, put your alarm on the opposite side of the bed so that you have to get out of the bed when it goes off to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, three, he was like, brush your teeth. <laughs> he was like, because it's mm-hmm. a mindless thing to do, but it you're you're doing something. You're moving. You're up. You're mm-hmm. out of bed. Um, then he was like, drink a full glass of water, even, you know, have it by your nice day before, because part of the reason why you're so tired in the morning is because you're dehydrated. Hydrated, yep. So yep. hydrate, um, and that helps you wake up. And then he was like, either um, take a shower or put on your workout clothes and go work out. So those mm-hmm. are like, you know, like the kind of the five things to kind of like help you get up in the morning. So I have been struggling this week like Monday I was like boom I'm up five o'clock woo let's get going and mm-hmm. then every other day it kind of became harder and harder <laughs> and it wasn't quite a miracle morning but it was a somewhat <laughs> miracle morning <laughs> miracle like miracle like morning so I would get out of bed not at five but maybe six but I would like do all those other things and I would you know I, I cook breakfast every morning Nice. Which is something, you know, and like eight and like really got in the office no later than nine thirty, but like around between eight thirty and nine, which is like what I strive to get to work in the office or, you know, kind of start my day. And I also started doing um the Daring Faith devotionals. Oh, good. Yeah, Andre got me this book and it's by Rick Warren called Daring Faith and it's a whole like video component. Um, once a week because it's supposed to be like a small group devotional mm-hmm. and then so I just look at his like video <laughs> I started the first yeah. video and do little exercises and then I um, every day there's a different devotional about faith and you know like I said that's something I've been struggling with and so this has been awesome and it actually came in great handy yesterday because I keep getting myself in little jams um, most of them self-inflicted and mm-hmm. yesterday, I lost my purse. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Lost your purse. Yeah. So while we were going, the fellow were going to go get a a tire from my car, which we ended up not getting, thank God, because I didn't need to get a tire from my car, because I don't pay attention to things that I should pay attention to. <laughs> right, Jason? I'm not going to agree with you. <laughs> 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 you feel better. Yeah, and so so that turned out great, but in the process, I lost my purse, and so I was freaking out, freaking out for a second, and I was like, nope, you're going to find your purse, this is not a big deal, you know, blah, 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 and so I like, now just like, okay, it's faith, I'm, I'm going to get it, you know, there's a lot of stuff in that purse, I'm not going to think about that. You're going to find it. So I called the place where I thought I left it. They said they didn't have it. And I was like, you know what? It's there. I'm just going to walk over there, back over there. So I walked back over there. And the lady was like, I was like, did you guys find a purse? And she's like, describe it. And so I was like, oh, it's here. 
And so I told her what it looked like, and she's like, yeah, I'll give me a second, I'll go get it. So I was like, see, I'm already seeing how this is working and helping me deal with situations. Now, again, if only I can stop getting myself into these little jams, mm-hmm. I'll be great. Okay, good. Yeah, so that is me, Miracle Mornings and Daring Faith. That's what I'm doing now. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That all sounds terrific to me. Very good. Exciting. How about you? Tell us about your running. No. I know. Well, honestly, this week, uh, you know, like it's, I've I had a, a good, you know, holiday break. I had a great Christmas. Um and um, and I was really pleased with myself because usually, you know, I took like a week off of work for Christmas and spent um, a couple of days at my sister's and the rest of the time here at home, just like staycationing. Like it was lovely. Like just staying home is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I worked out and whatever. I just did whatever I wanted to, you know, but it was, you know, cleaned up a little bit here and there, but like really no agenda. It was nice. Um, and, um, and of course, like the day, like last week, I went back to work on Thursday. Last week, I went back, I worked on Thursday and Friday. Um, Thursday was my first day back and I started to feel sick. I started to have like a sore throat on Thursday and then Friday I still had a sore throat and then I was kind of just under the weather all weekend and then this just this you know going into Monday I felt okay. Tuesday I thought I thought I felt all right and once I got to work it was like it just like hit me. I was like sneezing and sneezing and sneezing and blowing my nose and congested it was just getting worse and worse as the day progressed so I was like oh my gosh it's actually this is happening like I'm really really sick now so I didn't go to work yesterday um and like you said I had this great start at the beginning of the week because on Monday I thought okay I rested all weekend I was feeling okay and my my throat wasn't sore anymore so Monday morning I went to the gym like I got up at five and it was raining. So I was like, this is why I bought the gym membership, you know, cause usually, you know, I like to run outside. Um, but, um, but this is why I got the gym membership so that when it was too cold or when it was too rainy, I would have a way to run that, you know, I didn't have to rely on the weather. And um, so I was like, okay, I, pa- I had my bag packed cause I knew it was supposed to rain. I went to the gym and ran, you know, on the treadmill there. I, you know, um, showered there and got ready for work there and went straight from the gym to work, you know, so I had this great start to the week. And then Tuesday, I was like, deathly ill. (laughs) I was like, okay. And Wednesday, too. So yesterday, I took off work and stayed home and just relaxed because I, you know, um, just, I just wanted to get better. And I was, I was so sick. I was like, there was no way I was going to work in that condition. So um, I was sneezing, sneezing, and, you know, whatever, all day. It was just, that it was just a head cold, but you know, it just kind of took over. Um, so that was kind of a bummer, but I was able to teach Bible study last night. So that was the blessing. And, um, so let's see. Um, so last night was the first night back at our, you know, so I'm, I'm, I think, have I talked about on the podcast that I'm transitioning from one church to another? I don't remember if I mentioned this nope. before. So I'm transitioning from one church to another, and I'm in the, at my old church, like, or, or soon-to-be former church. I'm finishing a Bible study that has been going on, and so I have four weeks left. Actually, now I have three weeks left. <laughs> um, so 
it's bittersweet. I'm excited to for the transition. Um, I'm sad to you know be leaving my um, especially the group on Wednesday nights that meets, um, but um, but I'm also counting down because it's just the drive out there every Wednesday night. It's just it's it's very my my current church is so far from where I live and on a when, on a weekday night it takes me a good hour to get out there um so it's just a whole yeah it's a whole it's thing. far it's like it's all it's the way far south. and it's not it's it's far and it's in traffic like on a Sunday morning that drive only takes me 25 minutes but oh on a on a Wednesday night in the middle of rush hour. It, on the 405. It, on the 405, it easily takes me an hour. Um, so it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole lot. Um, and it's fine. Once I get there, I love teaching. I love the people. I love the opportunity to, you know, just preach. But, um, but I'm definitely, like, re- ready to be done. So, so is that the only reason you transition in or? There's a whole lot of reasons I'm transitioning, but for the most part, it's just, I really do feel like God is moving me from one place to another. Um, so, um, so it's just you know, and I you know, it's not the like you know, I, I belong to a, a much larger church before I joined my current church, and I had been there for ten years when I felt like it was time to move and transition to where I am now. And I feel like it, this is kind of a similar, you know, moving to another stage or whatever. Yeah. Um. So Christmas is great. I got a lot of great Christmas gifts, you guys. Did you get a uh, Did you get a blender? No. Did you get a blender? Nope. Oh. Did, did you, you want, want a blender? Did you want a blender? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want that. You know, blenders are great gifts. Blenders, blenders are great gifts. Everything with it. I did get an exciting kitchen gift, which is a brand new set, a brand new block of very fancy knives. Oh, God. Ooh. Ah. Exactly. They're really, very pretty. And, um, I actually just, so my sister and my brother-in-law gave me two of the best gifts I got, which were this block of knives, um, which were on, I, I had, I had the, not this particular set, but I had them on my wish list on Amazon, just that I wanted a new block of knives, you know, um, and they went and found these and they're really nice. And they originally, they bought them and I opened them on Christmas. The ones that they had gotten me had um, the handles that were like white, white handles, yeah, but I was a little worried because the, even out of the box, the white looked like it would be um, hard to clean, hard to clean, and hard to keep white, white. You know, and so I was like, oh, you know, I could see these looking kind of, you know, just dreary after a while. Mm-hmm. So they came in black, but they had to, um, they had to you know order them again so the the black ones just arrived yesterday and i'm set, i'm looking at them now as i sit here um and they are lovely <laughs> i'm looking forward to this weekend when i will cook again and get to use one or two of those knives <laughs> so, maybe three maybe i'll use the shears. i mean the fact that she's using her knives at all is just a miracle so it is so that's exciting because i didn't used to cook at all so now i cook a little 
Yeah. You could fit them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Breakfast or uh, just anything. No, I cook from, so I, I cook, I've always cooked breakfast. Breakfast is not an issue. Um, but I, now I meal prep for myself on the weekend. So I meal prep for the whole week. So I make lunch for the whole week and then I'll make a meal for dinner that lasts the whole week. Um, so I do that on Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays. So you do like a whole bunch of sandwiches or something? No, like I'll do like, okay. So like this week for lunch, (laughs) I had, um, I put together a taco salad. So I did all the ground, all the seasoned ground beef and everything. Um, and to, that's what I had for lunch each day. So I took, um, I separated out on Sunday, I made it and I separated out into five portions and, you know, and the lettuce and the cheese and all the different fixings, all of it into like five little separate pouches and containers. And that way, every day I just grab my lunch out of the fridge, like, you know, my little containers, take them with me and lunch is ready to go. And then for dinner, I made a big pot of this uh, corn, uh, cheddar corn chowder with bacon. Oh, okay. Um, And so that's just been my dinner every night. It's just this real hearty bowl of corn chowder and you know sometimes I have it with salad or sometimes I'll just have it with a little hunk of bread or whatever but it's really filling and um and that's what I have for dinner each night well okay so it's very simple it's like definitely I'm not like you know making like three course meals or anything but um and so definitely these knives are more than what I need um (laughs) for what I'm doing (laughs) but um I, you know, for when, with little meal prep, little prep that I do, it'll, it'll be nice to have better knives because the knives that I had had been, had been fading fast. So, so they gave me the knives and the other really cool thing that they gave me, and this is so random, but of course they they know me. So they knew that I would love this. They got me these, um, these gloves. They're like, they actually look like mittens, like um, fleece mittens. And oh, the ones, the hands moist? no, well, it's the cool thing about them is that on the top of the mitten, like the, like the part that sits on the top of your hands, like on top of your knuckles, yeah. that there's a little pocket and inside the pocket, you stick this, um, you can put in these little LED lights that act as a flashlight. So as you know, I have a dog. And one of the big challenges at night when you go walk your dog is that he has a propensity for pooping in the darkest, most shadowy corners <laughs> that he can find. <laughs> privacy. <laughs> I know. I think, it, I think it is a privacy issue. And so since he seeks out privacy for his constitutionals every night, I now have this mitten that I wear <laughs> on my hand has a flashlight on it and it's terrific because it's so bright it's like a really bright led like all these little it's a bunch of a bunch of little led lights in a row so it's super bright and um yeah I'm invincible with this mitten on like <laughs> crime out there huh I'm fighting poop crime left and right 
Um, no, no poop left unturned. Leave, leave no poop behind. Because mm-hmm. I am finding it all in the glow of the light. And I'm really happy about that. So, so Christmas is great. And then my last thing, which I haven't told you about yet, Kristen, is I have started a brand new hobby. Oh, Jesus, what? Knitting? <gasps> yes! How did you guess? Because <laughs> you're a single woman with a cat. So obviously he thought. She got a dog. Huh? And a dog, so obviously. You're and a poop mitten. <laughs> right. So it all, you know, is the obvious choice. What are you talking about? Oh, yes. I started taking, I went, actually, I've only gone once. I only went this past Saturday um, to a beginning knitting class. Did you have and the it's... one in that um, shopping center in Culver City? Yes, actually it is, but they moved. Yeah. They're not, okay, mm-hmm. so they're over here now off of, um, like, you know, where Florence turns into aviation and Manchester over there, that whole mm-hmm. little they're in a set a little center right there on manchester um what are you knitting what's your what's your goal so my first project is a scarf (laughs) i think they always start off beginners with something really easy like a scarf because you're just learning you're You're learning the pattern and how to change and go to a new row so that's the best way to practice that i took one class and i took one class and i was done Really? You didn't like it? Or why were you done? I I prefer sewing. I found it um, stressful. Oh, the knitting? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's not supposed to be stressful. No. So I was like, no thanks. Now, did you do it there at the knitting tree? Yeah. I bought a four-pack class, and I went to one. Got the little book, and my little yarn and my supplies and I was ready and no thank you. Oh, see, I really liked it. I didn't get a little book. I just, you know, she, so it's a two hour class and um, yeah, you sign up for four of them, but you can take them at any time. Like you don't have to do them consecutively or whatever. And you got three more classes left, huh? Oh, I'm sure it's expired by now. <laughs> See if you can take my three other classes. Right. Oh my goodness. So yeah, so I find it I find it actually pretty like at first it was challenging, like definitely. And I'm not a craft like again, like all these things. Things that are creative, cooking, crafts, knitting, sewing, like that's not like these are not things that I'm good at but I wanted to do the knitting just to like challenge myself to something that I'm that I know that I'm not is not my strength um so it was definitely challenging at first but now I've like I've you know I've been practicing I went on Saturday and since I've been home and not feeling good it was like an easy thing to do I'm definitely like you know still learning, but I'm like it takes like I have to focus. Like I can't just like you know I can't look away. Like I have to like pay attention. Um, but yeah, it's becoming easier and easier as I practice. So it was kind of cool. I was like, I like it. So have you? Uh, what have you needed so far? I mean, I know it's just been 
Fridays. Yeah, I don't have all I have is a little patch that's like about I'd say five by seven inches of like a little section of what will one day be a scar. <laughs> is it the size of a um, pot holder? It probably could be a pot holder already. Yes. Oh, you got a pot. Holder I got a already. pot holder already. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, so, so yeah, so it's fun. Just something fun and new and a little challenge for myself. Um, so now tomorrow when you go to go to work, you're going to say, hey, uh, yeah, I'm knitted a pot holder. <laughs> exactly. You're right. I hadn't put a label on it. Now I can call it, call it something. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's all my let's get personal. That was really long. I had a lot to talk about. Yeah, because that took, we, me too, I feel like, so yeah, that took up, I was like, oh, we're going to get, you know, in in an hour, and again, it's almost 80 minutes, so. I don't know why you always think we're going to be short, or not, and this is not, this is just, this. we had a little introduction part that we have to, so it'll be the usual amount of time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I keep, I should just stop saying it's going to be short when it never is. It's, it's not. Yeah, y'all gonna do the edit out my stuff, probably. Oh, no, we're not gonna edit you out. <laughs> do you know how difficult it is to edit? So what? Happens? Yeah, let me tell you what I'm not doing is editing you out because that you right there, even if I wanted to edit you out, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> yeah, this is not like a real thing where like someone goes in and does like fancy editing. Like she does the editing. I want no parts of it. We, there would never be an episode out if I was doing the editing. It would just come out exactly as it is. Um, so, yeah, she works hard, but yeah, I know she's not going to do all of that. Mm-mm. No, we're going we're gonna to piece everything, piece our little two pieces together, and we're going to be good to go. <laughs> good to go. And we're approaching soon, just in a few weeks, we will, be at, we will have our... Um, a commemorative episode five zero fifty. Awesome! Mm-hmm. I know we're getting there, and we we just passed our one year anniversary. Was back on December twenty fourth. Yes, and there was no anniversary show. Um, there was no anniversary show because we were just gonna get it together. Oh yeah, I, there was no way I was getting anything together that day. So yeah, um, mm hmm. So yay us. We're doing Yay it. us. Happy yeah. podiversary. Happy yeah, 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 y'all. What'd you say? Yay y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yay y'all. Okay. I know it is late. I know uh, your wife is annoyed that you're still talking, probably. No, she's oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All well, right. thank you for joining us, Jason. Yes. That was fun. That's a fun surprise. Impromptu surprise. Oh. Impromptu surprise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fighting like a impromptu surprise. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Huh? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. Yes. And likewise. Your wife will listen to this episode. I doubt it. I doubt, I doubt it too. 
I might ask it to you just because I'm on there. <laughs> there you go. It's worth a try. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> All right, folks. All right, well, thanks for listening in. Welcome back. We'll see you back next week with another fresh episode. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. 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 Yeah, Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com. <laughs>